0: This is Divorced and Done with Rob and Darren, you're listening to The Best Divorced Podcast.
1: Rob and Darren, The Best Divorced Podcast.
0: The Best Divorced Podcast.
1: Hey, it's Darren from Divorced and Done. Rob isn't with me this week, but I sat down for a great 30-minute interview with fitness instructor extraordinaire, Nicole Pleasance. As you're going through a stressful situation, it's important to think about what are we doing to make our lives better, including our physical selves. And so integrating health and wellness into our lives is an important thing to think about. And I could think of no one better to help talk us through that than Nicole. Nicole is my personal group fitness instructor here in the North Okanagan. She's an incredibly warm, engaging, fun, down-to-earth person. And so without further ado, Let's jump into the interview with Nicole. Welcome Nicole Pleasance to the divorced and done podcast. My favorite fitness instructor ever. So it's really great that you're joining us. Uh, Thank you for coming on. Let's start with how did you become a fitness instructor? I assume you didn't wake up one day and go, "Ta-da! I am a fitness instructor. There was a bit of a process. So
0: It's it's a bit of a process. So I, um, I had a baby and I was staying at home and I was struggling with my own new body and all the things and I wanted to get into fitness so I I started working out and that's sort of where it stemmed from was like I enjoyed moving my body and I enjoyed fitness and I just sort of thought you know I could maybe do this and stay at home with my kid yeah yeah and so that's where it started i uh took uh you take one course which leads into another course which leads into another course and then um you get certified to teach multiple things so i started with what would 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 have been group fitness and then it turned into weight training and i got aquafit certified and then i did my personal training in the last few years and um yeah lo and behold here i am
1: so Were you a group fitness class participant and you said, I'd like to be on the other side of this class? Like I'm the sort of person that wants to lead a group through a fitness class? Or were you an individual that would go to the gym? Were you a gym rat and you just hit the squat rack and sort of be by yourself with your (laughs) headphones on? Like how did this all evolve?
0: didn't. I was at home. I lived in uh, Williams Lake, uh, British Columbia. Okay. And, yeah. uh, my husband is a logger and he m- most of the time worked away. And right. I worked out from home all the time. But I knew um, that there was just just my personality would fit so well in a room full of people trying to, you know, um make them smile. You know, it was just that was a, I knew it was a no-brainer for me. Um and uh yeah, and then I just once I got certified up to a certain point, I I opened up my first outdoor boot camp and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is great. <laughs> I can do this." <laughs>
1: so you you were at home and you were doing your own fitness journey. And you yeah. said, I have the sort of personality there. I want to do this. Like I want to be in front of people. I want to help them. I want to bring my own energy to this. And I'm totally cool with a group of five, 10, 15, 20, 30 people standing in front of me or around me as I lead them through group exercise. Because that's not something a lot of people think that they want to do. So I just think that's really interesting.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I guess I wasn't really worried about, I guess I didn't think too much about the, how big of numbers it could yeah. be. Um, but you know, most people are there because they want to be, um, so as long as I can, uh, um, you know, give them my best self and just show up with lots of energy. I think that's like, it's been, that's how it's been. It's been, it's been, yeah, it's been just a kind of a shoe in just fit, you know?
1: Right. And I can say from personal experience, not that I'll prattle on, but (laughs) I was, led to your class through my wife and I was apprehensive at the start because it's group fitness classes are not something men I think would gravitate towards naturally and you have this infectious just personality and you're just so enthusiastic doesn't even begin to describe (laughs) what you bring to the class right you're like you're wooing and clapping and jumping and encouraging like you're not only doing everything that we're doing and leading us through it but you're also you have the energy to like scream enthusiastically not in a mean way but just like very positively at us so it's just it's fascinating to to watch someone with that much energy bring that sort of energy to a class i just think that that is fascinating just to see someone do that i think it's really cool so it's awesome good on you i
0: think it's mostly i think mostly the class that does it for me you know yeah, like, yeah, i'm yeah. so excited that there's <laughs> this group of people who want to be there and do this with me and like that's one of the amazing things about group fitness is that you know you're all this little ball of energy that and you show up and then so is this other little ball of energy that's showing up and yeah i mean it's hard not to feel excited in a group full of excited people
1: <laughs> let's talk about then the magic of group fitness because there's people maybe sitting at home, listening to this, or they're in their car, or wherever they are, and they're they're struggling. They're having a hard time. They're going through a separation or a divorce. Their life is changing. I, I think it's easy for people that are upset, no matter what it is, it could be a separation, it could just be other stressors, to uh, revert inwards. So they don't want to get out of the house. They want to just sit down in their house, maybe isolate themselves. I think that's rather natural. I think I do that sometimes when I feel upset. The last thing I want to do is interact with others when I'm stressed. And I certainly don't think I have the energy at certain junctures to go show up and do fitness with others. But I think there is a magic to group fitness. So from your perspective, what is that magic to group fitness?
0: Well, I think it's just that. I think it's, you know, you know, it's showing up and knowing that uh, although you're in a class full of people, most people are there just for themselves, right? They're not focused on the person beside them or the person behind them or the person in front of them. They're there because they, they, they're looking to move their bodies or they're looking to feel better or whatever the, whatever the reason is that got them through that door. Um, and and when you find not every class might not be your class maybe i'm not your instructor but the girl who's teaching the 12 o'clock class after me is or or the guy or whatever um and so i think sometimes it comes to trial and error when it comes to group fitness um and your style of class but um if you can find that like joyful movement that makes you just excited to kind of Say, okay, I am going to get up and I am yeah. going to get out the door and I am going to try this. Um, I think that's where the magic happens. You find that one class, that one instructor, that one group of people who just sort of make you feel at home and you can just start, start showing up and just giving it all of that you have in that day. And you can walk out the door feeling good about yourself.
1: Because it's tough. It's tough sometimes to feel good about yourself if you're just doing it yourself. And it can be. Uh, yeah, I've been someone that has throughout my adult life had gym memberships. Um, when in university, you know, you get a free fitness uh, pass to the university gym, so people will go to the gym. And I think we've come to know fitness through the lens, just thinking about fitness as an individual thing, mm-hmm. and getting a gym pass and just showing up and getting on an elliptical or god forbid going to the the weight rack for most of us that don't lift weights right you see the people that typically lift weights and you're like i don't belong here yeah and that whole individual piece to fitness just doesn't fit for most people so um the notion of getting together in a group i think it's really interesting where you say although you're in a group no one's really actually looking at you you're just sort of feeding generally off the energy of everyone else like no one cares that You can't do certain things or uh, you're not as good as the other people in the class at certain things. You're just sort of showing up and doing it. I think I've certainly found that benefit as well. Um, But I did want to talk a little bit about your uh, philosophy, and I haven't talked to you about this previously. Your Instagram daily movement, you use a phrase on there called anti-diet. Or that's one of your philosophies. I, I believe it is, and I thought that was interesting. So, what do you mean by anti diet fitness or anti diet philosophy around fitness?
0: Well, I um, it's sort of a new term for me over the last I don't know, maybe three years, four years, um, where I had been on this, you know, journey of fitness and health and dieting for a really long time. And, um, all of a sudden I stumbled upon this like new way of thinking, you know, anti-diet thinking. And I was right. like, what is that? And, um, you know, after doing a little bit of research and following a lot of people who kind of are under that, um, I sort of took that under my own wing and decided, you know what, that, that is kind of something I want to take on and the kind of instructor and trainer that I want to be is the person who's deciding that dieting maybe isn't the answer to um overall well-being and health. Mm. You know, we are all we're in the diet world for my own experience, I was always struggling to be my thinnest cuz I thought that that was my healthiest. Mm. Whereas Um, in reality, dieting has, has never been, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you're, you'll diet, but you'll end up never really maintaining it. Right. So why am I doing it if it's not really work, if it's never really going to work and I'm never going to reach that, that goal of happiness or that goal of thinness, you know? Um, and so I ditched that. (laughs) Right. And okay. I, and I went, went on the train of, you know, eating well because it feels feels good eating, eating cake because it brings me joy, you yeah. know, um and just uh, I adopted that mentality and my life has changed tenfold. And I want my clients to feel that way as well. I'm not a nutritionist. I don't promote that. I am um, nor right. should any personal trainer, uh, but I do promote, you know trying to just take on movement and eating well in this sort of anti-diet format.
1: What kind of diets were you experimenting with when you were going through that health journey, I think, as you described it? like What, what kind of things, because I'm not really alive to it, and I think most men are sort of not into diets per se, and I'm I'm generalizing but it's not something that I I've really thought about in my life but I know it's something that typically women will think about uh, probably more than men what you know fad diets yeah uh, things things like that so so what sort of things were were you trying and that you said this doesn't work for me
0: well I I mean I've tried almost everything it started with like beach body which is where I you know where my fitness journey sort of started and I mean that's where our class like our cardio boot camp class that's where it's the format is from okay um and you know you're eating 1200 you know to 1500 calories a day yeah
1: that's, that's not, not enough
0: not a lot of calories that's actually from from my you know um education in um this whole new uh anti-diet world that's like what a toddler eats
1: yeah and you're tired <laughs> you're probably tired all the time too right because and you're so just not you're getting enough calories
0: 18, when you're eating, um, so restrictive and you're ignoring your hunger cues and you're, um, and you're just, you're getting into this habit of like starvation Hmm. and, um, and then your body goes into this like protective mode. Right. And it's trying to hold on to all these foods that you're putting into its body. And, um, and, and you just start getting into like more, um, mental health issues and more like, you know, eating disordered issues, um, thanks to dieting. And, uh, and I think that that's a risk, um, and it's a danger to your body and your mental state. Um, so then I moved on from that to just like, I've done the whole 30, I've done, um, paleo, I've done vegan, (laughs) oh wow then i started struggling with like uh, issues within my gut and my body because i was Mm -hmm. like either bloated or cramping or um but it was really just because it's hungry
1: right right.
0: you know like yeah (laughs) um and once i once i stopped doing that that's when you know things really changed for me and my body is different and my and i'm heavier than i was but i'm healthier than i've ever been i'm stronger than i've ever been Hmm. um mentally and physically um so i mean i know you know not everybody agrees with that but um i you know from statistics diets don't work 90 percent of the time you fail
1: yeah You know, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I think if you're if you're trying to do two at once, like, so you say you're modifying your fitness regime, like you're thinking of getting into fitness regime, and you're concurrently doing a diet, or you're switching what you eat, a diet. Maybe it's not a diet, just switching what you eat. Let's call it that. You're making two big life changes at once.
0: Like you're really
1: you're really changing a lot of things at once, and that's not probably a good way to succeed long term. Like you might do that for three or four weeks, but after that, yeah, you start getting hungry. You might have autoimmune issues. You might have digestive issues. You just don't feel the same. Yeah, or but-
0: years of that that um, is going to create some pretty bad habits um, that you don't even really realize because society accepts those things as healthy, right? Like, oh, you're not eating those chips, or you only ate salad for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Wow, good for you, right? Yeah. Oh, you're so thin, good for you, like. And, and, and a congratulating people on that maybe is really the right way go, about going about it, especially because in terms of somebody going through a divorce, they might be thin because they're really hungry because they're so stressed out. They're not eating.
1: I see that a lot. You know, actually, yeah. I do see that. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, it, it Or it's the other way around. Maybe you're gaining weight because you're eating because you're, you're feeling, you're eating your feelings, you know what I mean? Or eating your feelings, quote, you know, but like you're eating because it's the one thing that's maybe making you feel good.
1: So let's talk about that a little bit. So someone that's going through a divorce, a separation, they're, they're listening to this, they're stressed, they're agreeing with everything we've said, like, let's not do any crazy diets. Um, I've never done group fitness classes. I've never been someone that's really been interested in fitness. I'm, relatively okay and health wise, like I, I, I'm not on my deathbed, Sure, but I want to get doing something like I want to improve my life some way. What are some immediate things people can do to just get the ball rolling in the right direction so that they can make a positive change in their life?
0: Well, I think in, in terms of being in a stressful situation, you don't want to take on too much. Like I would, I would adopt just like trying to go for a walk, get outside, not even just walking, but just getting outside or, mm. or you know, saying, okay, I'm going to do five minutes of this and see how my body feels or see how my mind feels. You know, I don't know what your joyful movement is, but find that. Start with things that, you know, you know, you, when you think about fitness, you think about, yeah, that squat rack or the going to the gym by yourself and you don't know what you're doing, you know, but fitness doesn't really need to be in that little square. Yeah, it, You know, you can it's, you know, summertime is coming. Do you like paddle boarding? Do you like swimming? Do you like, you know, um, you want to try rollerblading? I don't know. You know, those types of outside of the box ways of movement are such a great way for people to say, okay, I'm going to try this and, and maybe feel better. And, and maybe that's the way to get up and out of the house and, right. um, and doing something good for you. You know, in a, in a moving way that's going to help benefit you. Um, you know, maybe you don't like walking, but you, you like, you know, you like rollerblading or roller skating or riding your bike or whatever. Um, I think adopting those joyful types of movements when you're in a state of sadness or a funk is such a great way to create some momentum to move you into other ways of moving.
1: Are you like a a scheduler in the sense, I know you have young kids, so I assume to some extent, yes, your life is scheduled. But thinking about people listening to this, do you recommend those sort of things be plugged into a calendar, your phone goes off and away you go for that walk or that rollerblade or that swim? Or do you let the moment come to you and just say, yeah, I feel like it now?
0: I mean, my life is, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom majority of the time. So I fit my fitness into my life, wherever I find 20 minutes, you know? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. If I got 20 minutes and it feels right right now, you know, or I'm going to give the kids the iPad and, and let them watch a show for a little bit and I'll go and do that, you know, and I'll, I'll have a workout of whatever sort. Um, and that's sort of how it works for my life. Um, not, not everybody can do that. Some people do have to schedule it in. Um, and, and that's okay, too, right? If you know, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set the alarm, and I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this, you know, for 20 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. I think what the, the goal here is to just not, um, not let yourself down because you have maybe hit the snooze button and skipped it that day. I think right. that's when you're scheduling it in and you're like, Oh, I didn't do it. And and you get, you feel like you failed, but you haven't, you know, like life gets busy and sometimes you get tired and you can't do it that day. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and that's okay. And just know that like, that's not the end all be all to movement. Like it can happen tomorrow and it can happen in a week and, um, and, and that's all okay. You know? Um, so I think it's just a matter of, um, finding something that you like and, and making the time, you know, in your week to say, okay, I want it. I'm going to try and do that. I I'm going to try and do it one day a week, you know, and see how that goes and then move forward from there. Um, because when you're going through such a huge transition in your life, um, it's hard to make time for those extra things for yourself. Right. Um, and then when you make a commitment to saying, I'm going to do this five days a week, I'm going to set my alarm at six 30 in the morning. <laughs> And if yeah. you don't meet that, it's it's like you're setting yourself up, and and you're failing at it. Um, and, and so I think taking the pressure off and just allowing yourself to just get up and go when it feels right, and and not uh, and not burden yourself with the guilt is the best way to go about it.
1: And I think that's contrary to what we've seen in social media, certainly, but popular media overall, and just society generally about. Um, car like carving time out. That's why I was curious on your view about this carving time out to make sure you do these things. And you're sort of saying, well, that's important, but let's not beat. You said don't let's not beat ourselves up if we're not getting up at five in the morning or whatever to do these workouts, because you see as well as I see online content where it's like, well, the leaders of these companies, you know, they get up at four in the morning and they journal and then they jump in an ice bath and yeah. they, they climb Mount Everest. And then they come back and they have a cup of coffee and then they start their meetings at 10. And you're like, I don't think I've ever woken up at four unless I really had to for anything. <laughs> like I don't That's find really that appealing at out. all. <laughs> yeah, no, not to work out at all. And, but that, that image, we, we all know it like we've all heard people yeah. say these things online and it's sort of like well if i'm not getting up at 4 a.m am i like a lazy sloth and i guess i shouldn't even try and it's refreshing yeah. to hear you I think say like just
0: like you know and, and weather makes the difference too right like it's starting to get nice out here well yeah. guess what we're outside more you know and like just know that like our our times are going to change and things are going to go up and down you're going to be more active certain times of your of the year than you are others right um, and just keeping that into account, like the wintertime in Canada sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and like,
1: you know, it does,
0: it's cold. it's cold, everything is frozen. It's not as easy to say, I'm gonna go outside and have a walk today. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, there's three yeah. months where that's not really happening for many yeah, of us, you
0: know street from my kids school this past year and i was like we're gonna walk every day it got cold out. that's it we're not walking <laughs> anymore. you know like but right. that's okay um so i think just yeah grace give yourself grace and just um and you know when the weather gets better if you're out there great you know if not you like it air conditioning like come to come to my class
1: <laughs> sure uh on sleep then what what are your views on sleep and its role in overall well-being? And I think we've seen a change in this in society as well. The reference, I guess, what we're seeing on social media or popular media about sleep. Ten years ago, if you got five hours of sleep, certainly in the professional world, and you worked all the time, it was seen, you were praised for that. It was really important to show... I'm working all the time. I don't get yeah. that much sleep. Look how look how great I am. Now we're seeing a bit of a change to that and you're seeing some professional leaders come out and say, you know, it's really important to get 8 hours of sleep. Where do you land on sleep and how important is it to you personally and how do you integrate it and view it as part of your wellness?
0: Well, I think I think sleep is is important. Um I think if you're overdoing anything that's going to be damaging to your mental and your physical health. So I think not sleeping enough, 5 hours of sleep is definitely not enough if you're doing that every day of the week i mean you're you're gonna get really tired right. um i know just i'm a mom i do lots of time lose sleep mm-hmm. um uh i don't prioritize my sleep probably as much as you know maybe one would think being a health professional um but generally you know you're aiming i, I would be aiming to get you know a good solid you know eight hours of sleep if you can uh, on a night
1: i'm gonna try that but i i don't i don't i don't, I don't.
0: like i don't do that every night i don't set an alarm and say oh i nick you better get to bed it's 10 o'clock like i don't <laughs> i stay up I, and read yeah. until midnight and get <laughs> up at six thirty 30 with the kids you know right um but i think you know what if you if you're doing that, you're in, you've are you got to be in tune with your body. Okay, I know I'm starting to feel tired more often. I'm having a harder time waking up in the morning for work or whatever your schedule is. And just try and make time to catch up for that, you know? Because um, we're human and we, you know, we all need varieties of different things. I am with children and people all the time. So I do value after bedtime <laughs> And sometimes I stay up too late, and and I still have to get up early in the morning. I think we can all sort of agree on needing that bit of time. And sometimes it's a lack of sleep, and sometimes we take time to have more of it. Right. Um, and 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 each one of us need more or less sleep than the other, but obviously, prioritizing sleep is is it, it is important, and it, it does, um, it it will affect you know the lack thereof sleep will start to affect anybody.
1: So maybe not from the group fitness class perspective, but the personal trainer perspective, because you're a personal trainer as well. Um, Tell us about the process of someone thinking about getting a personal trainer, whether it's you or anyone else. What benefits does that personal trainer bring to the table um, versus just buying that gym membership or even just showing up for a a group class? What does a personal trainer really do? How can they help?
0: Well, it's specific. Um, you know, when you go to a group class, you know, you get direction and you get like, you know, shoulders down, hip, you know, butt back, core in, you know, you get that sort of, you know, instruction. Um, but when it comes to personal training, it's very unique and it's very specific and you're, you're learning on a different level. You know, if I am teach, say I'm personal training. At a gym or at your house, and I'm coming to see you every week. I'm we're we're working on those things that maybe you're um messing up on. I don't want to say messing up, but not that your um ha- your body hasn't learned how to do yet. Like say your squats are your you know your knees are falling quite a bit forward in your squat, and I, and you and and it's just something you keep forgetting. Well, I'm there to remind you to say push those knees back a little bit, butt back, chest up. You know, and starting ingraining those things into into you a little bit more. And when it comes to my programs, I tailor those those workouts specifically to you and your needs. Say you only have 20 minutes. Well, guess what? Your workouts are 20 minutes long. Um, Say you have knee issues and you can't do certain things. We tailor those workouts specific to that. Um, uh, And then, you know, the following week you're feeling you know, you're feeling stronger. Well, let's add in a little bit more of this, that, or whatever. So I think uh, in terms of personal training, you're getting, you're getting a pretty big package, um, that's unique to just you and what you want and what fits into your life. Um, so it's pretty detailed.
1: So then, you know, sort of rather than spinning around getting maybe not the best results on your own, you're getting a really good bang for your buck. Personal trainer because you're really focused on tailoring. Well, and if
0: you're new to fitness, or say you like you want to do the gym thing, um, and it's intimidating going to a gym
1: by yourself
0: for the very first time and you don't know what you're doing, that person, that personal trainer is going to be able to set you up with some dumbbells and some equipment and some and and show you around and be able to like give you uh, some ropes, you don't have to commit to this, you know. I don't want, you don't want to ha- constantly have a personal trainer. Um, you want to be able to set out on your own eventually, right? Um, uh, and so that those things are super helpful too. When it comes to, to having personal training, you're uh, as a beginner to fitness, it's nice to have somebody telling you what to do and, and helping you kind of make those steps.
1: And maybe it would be nice for someone listening to use you to do that, and you can do that. So you are based in the little village of Lumbee where I am as well, and that's where you do your group classes, but you can reach a broader audience through personal training classes online. So we'll post all your... Um, the ways to connect with you in our show notes of the episode, but just so anyone listening, um, you have an Instagram account. What, what are the ways people can reach out to you and say, Hey, Nicole, I listen to you on this podcast. I'd really like to get you working with me on my fitness journey.
0: I, I would say my Instagram is probably my most um, used platform. Um, it's daily underscore movement okay. underscore. Um, and um, yeah, that also has links to my um Online one and one one one-on-one training. um, If you want to check it out, and then that leads you to the um, to the Trainerize app that I use. Right. Um, Yeah, I would say that's the best way.
1: Well, anyone listening that's thinking of the best fitness instructor ever, (laughs) you would do very well to engage Nicole in your fitness journey because I have, and uh, I am absolutely shredded now. I can tell you, I just he is. Yeah, totally. People uh, think I'm the liver king or uh, so, some someone like that, right? They see me like, hey, it's liver king. No. <laughs> In all seriousness, uh, Nicole's awesome. So thank you very much, Nicole, for joining us. Um, Rob and I will be back soon for another episode. And as always, we really thank our audience for being with us and we look forward to being with you again. sucks, but at least it only costs 20 bucks. 20, 20, 20, $20 divorce. Let's get a 20, 20, 20, $20 divorce. We can save money and
0: split our stuff. We'll both pitch in 10 bucks. I saw this ad
1: on the side of a truck and it, it seems totally legit, right? Like, you can trust the truck app for legal advice, it's, right? It's, it's, like, it's so no red flags. Let's get a 2020, $20 divorce. Let's get a twenty, twenty, $20 divorce. Let's get a twenty, twenty, dollars divorce. Let's, Let's get a twenty, 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 twenty. dollars